The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. I'm super excited. We're going to have a great show for you guys today. Uh, before we get started with everything, let's uh, say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Well, I'm not very cool. It's 120 out. Could be 121 today, a record breaker. All week long, it's going to be in the triple digits. It seems that some sort of a heat wave has come from another planet, and it's hit this, this planet, and it's causing a huge hurricane out in, in the uh, Gulf, and tons of rain going towards the East Coast, and it's going to be just dreadful weather ahead for everybody. Uh, tremendous amount of heat. New York could be 104, 103. I mean, the world is really going to go on fire. So they talk about global warming. I mean, I, maybe there is something to global warming. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But all I know is when I lived in Palm Springs 21 years ago, we had this kind of weather, but in August, not the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah. Now we got it in April, which June. is outrageous. New York City was freezing when we got there. It was 38 degrees. I got very sick. I had a cold from it. And that was inclement weather for, for the Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, we're having a lot of trouble with our weather here. Um, the planets are just, I don't know. Uh, listen, I have no idea. So let me say hi to everybody. Say hi to everybody. All right, what's up, chat room? Hope everything is going good. And uh, we want to welcome into the chat room. Angela Joseph is in the chat room. She's in Colorado. She says it's 101. In Colorado. See, the world is Teresa Saban is in Florida. Uh, Lady Lake is in Florida. Hey, Cindy, thanks for putting out Teresa, the promos. Teresa, what's the temperature in Florida? Yeah, what's the temperature in Florida? Uh, we got football star Boomer Mays in the chat room. We have a newcomer, Jennifer Goodman. And we are doing, uh, Angela Joseph and I are working on a film with her. It's called The Curse. She's got a great team and a great film. It's going to be the greatest horror film ever. No, it's not because I'm and, not in uh, Nobody asked me. And it's it. going to be a lot of fun. Why so, didn't I get asked? Because this cast is already closed before you. you we even knew about it. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, Angie, baby. <laughs> like I want to be in those crappy. Oh, and Ryan anyway. Atkins. No, this isn't a crappy one. This is a good one. <laughs> oh, now, now, now you really got me. <laughs> so what's up? Ryan Atkins joins us, too. He's part of the team of uh, Team The Curse. And uh, it's going to be a great film, and we're going to be launching a uh, Indiegogo campaign uh, on the 25th, so it's going to be fun. You guys will be hearing a lot about it. It's 80 degrees in Florida. 
That's all. Backpack John is here. What's up, Backpack John? Artist Miss Kim. Hello, hello. How are you? You can't wait for the sexy men because we have got one really sexy one coming on, not including Ron. We have Ron, one sexy man, and then we have Adam Jacobs, another sexy man coming and, on as a and, guest. And Angie Baby, when I win the Academy Award for my movie with Lainey Kazan, you're going to beg for me and I'm going to say, Excuse me, do I remember you? Who are you? <laughs> oh, I remember you. Your name was Angelina, wasn't it? Didn't I have a nickname for you? Wasn't that nickname? You didn't hire me nickname? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, Angie Big Tits, Julie, Jolina, whatever the hell your name is. Not Angie Jolie. I don't know. Did I say Backpack John too? He doing this? So people, I'm not people are jumping to in. Angie Baby anymore. Oh, of course you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Anyway, I'm, no, I'm not I'm not speaking to anyone. I, my, I'm paying back my for my invitation. What invitation? Not invitation. My when you meet somebody, what is that called? I just had introduction. A, a, I just had a brain tumor pass <laughs> through my brain. Oh, artist Miss Kim says it's 75 in Boston today. Oh, Boston, 75. Chilly Willie could wear fur. Angela says yes, you you will, but you know the last crappy clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> she got that zinger got in that there. Zinger in there. But I'm going to win an Academy Award for Clown a Motel too. I'm going to win an Academy Award because Joseph Michael, uh, what's his name? Joseph Kelly said I was outstanding. There you go. So, but you guys, for for real, go on to uh, Facebook and uh, type in the Curse fan, Film Fan Page and uh, like the page because we're launching it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The films got some great talent attached to it. Rebecca Kennedy, R.J. Mitt. Enrico Col Tony, who's my favorite because he's from uh, uh, Veronica Mars, the greatest TV show ever to be on television. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So today, you guys, we have Grammy nominee Adam Jacobs coming on. Uh, you know him as the original Aladdin on Broadway. He's in all kinds of great <laughs> Disney things. He's got a new film coming out in two weeks called Last Call in the Doghouse. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we have writer-director Bruce Reisman. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And Jimmy, how could you not pronounce Reisman? R I C E M A N? No, R E I S M A N. It might be Reisman. Reisman. <laughs> I don't it, know. It depends. If he's Jewish, it's pronounced one way. If he's German, it's pronounced another. I, think I believe if he's German, it's pronounced Reis. Uh, well, let me see. No. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, anyway, we'll figure it out. On Instagram, too, it's the curse movie. It's going to be fun. So anyway, he's a great, great, really cool guy. I've had several phone conversations with him. He's got uh, a grand, uh, a really cool way to watch films. He's got his own like platform to, to rent, buy, or stream films. Uh, he's got a couple of great films that are out and a brand new one coming out in two weeks that happens to also have Adam Jacobs, our first guest, in it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and he's he's a man from from like classic hollywood like ron so i think they're going to have a good time yeah we'll probably know half of the people in hollywood you know that that, that were they're all gone now and we want to give a thanks to sue wong we went to a great party at her oh house on God. friday night uh it's at the cedars home of like johnny depp and the rolling stones and like all these like jimmy right. hendrix and all these fabulous about people them. it was it was the home of of um howard hughes i mean come on <laughs> and howard hughes the richest man in the world at one time it's it's a uh, magnificent home, fabulous party. The, the band played on. We danced. The booze flowed. The food was great. The desserts were outrageous. Su Wong looked stunning. Uh, everybody there was dressed rock and roll, which was fun. And um, it went on till three in the morning. Jimmy and I left at what? Eleven thirty? No, one. Oh, one. We left. We got home at three thirty in the right, morning. Right. So we had a great time. And Su Wong can 
throw a party. Let me tell you, she throws parties like they did years ago. She could be, you know, one of the great Gatsby people. And we had such a good time. We saw Sherry Belafonte, who we haven't oh, seen in a while. I haven't seen in a long time. And she was so happy to see me. And her husband, Sam Behrens, which you guys know him from uh, General Hospital. And he right. was also in that movie Alive about the plane that crashed and they eat each other. Right. Uh, he's in that film. And um, Ron Moss and Devin DeVasquez, our guests from two weeks ago, were there. And I spent the whole evening sitting on the sofa talking with Devin because I'm crazy about her. She's one of the sweetest, nicest, most down-to-earth, dearest people you want to meet, considering, you know, who she is and what she's done and who she's married to. Usually people like that have a, you know, a, a stick up their ass and they think who they are, a pole up their ass, rather, and they think who they are, but she doesn't. Neither does her husband, Ron Morse. Two down-to-earth, delightful new friends of ours. We love them. In fact, we're going to a birthday party next week. Yes, we are. And I up. can't wait. I forgot I forgot the, somebody's name that we met. I'm looking it up real quick because I don't want to say it wrong. Who? Um, so we also met Franklin Vanderbilt, you guys. The coolest guy ever. Big, badass drummer. And he's the drummer for Lenny Kravitz. Right. There um, was a, I mean, everybody, Pink Floyd people were there, Led Zeppelin, they played. I mean, it was just a rock and roll evening. I danced, which was wonderful. I didn't think I would be able to dance yet, but I danced. And uh, just Sue Wong, what can I tell you? She's just super duper. I think she's extraterrestrial. I don't think she's really from this planet. I think she's from another planet, and she's one of the Martians disguised as a human. Because everything she does, from designing clothing to homes to food, uh, the woman is super genius. It's not possible that any human can do all that she does as beautifully and as perfectly as she does. She was fabulous. Yeah, we, she definitely is extraterrestrial. We also want to give a shout out. Don Hinton just joined us. Hey, Don. Hope everything is going well with all the things you got going on. And we're happy to see you here. Do you have a, What watch do you have on today? Oh, she I, likes have, watches. I have my health watch on. Fitbit, 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 checking my my uh, temperature and my heartbeat and my other making sure I'm alive. And Angela Joseph put aliens all in the chat room. <laughs> no, no, no. That, she's not doing anything to me anymore because I'm hurt, wounded, oh, yes. destroyed, devastated. And I want to tell you something, Angie, baby. I got about six or seven major movies coming up. So there you go, baby. <laughs> There you go. She didn't have anything to do with the casting, by I the way. I don't care, but she could have thrown my name in. I know, after all, we've been lovers for how many years, Angie, baby? Yeah. And I, I've been swinging her from her balloons forever. That's fucking hilarious. Angie, I love you. I'm only kidding, and you know that, sweetie pie. I wouldn't be in your movie if you paid me. Well, no, normally, what, 200 a day? That's not pay. But anyway, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm saving my talent for Joseph Kelly's uh Clown Motel 38. <laughs> oh, B. Claudia just joined us. B, how you feeling, <clears throat> baby? in Germany, everybody. She was under the weather. She wasn't feeling good. That's hilarious. Hey, B, I hope you're feeling better. And, yeah, I hope uh, so, It's nice up. to see you, everybody. B's in Germany, um, so everybody say hi to B. She says, we're looking great, and, and, and Angie says she likes your shirt, which is well, a vintage this, Jimmy Star. I'll sell it. You don't sell your own product because you sound narcissistic, you dummy belly. This is a Jimmy Star retro shirt it's old it's one of his early collections and i love it because it's all cars uh automobiles are on it and i'm car freak as you know and it's got beautiful little sport cars on the sleeves and on the pocket and it's a it's a a, a mattress stripe uh blue and white it's a beautiful shirt i love this shirt 
and I will wear it always. They say you have beautiful color, all your colors back. Well, yeah, you know, with the help of a little blush. <laughs> and time. No, my color came back. I'm teasing. No, oh, no. now Herb Reynolds Jr. also uh, you know why? joined us. I was out gardening. When I go out in the sun, I first turn pink, then I go brown. But the first thing I get is pinkness and then brownness. Tomorrow I'll be brown. Angela says the the uh, the writer is in the, Jennifer is in the chat room. So pitch yourself, laugh out loud. And uh, Hub Reynolds just joined us. Her, Hub, Hub, what's Hub, up? Where have you been? I mean, you're on my Facebook page, but we haven't heard from you in ages. No, what? he was here like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, but what's going on with the new house? He's still doing it or whatever. What, it's what's beautiful. Happening? He's still in the house. Meanwhile, the girlfriend's gone. The engagement one, you know, find another one. You're a good-looking guy. <laughs> No, there's so many girls out there that would throw their legs up in a minute for him. He's handsome and sexy and butch-looking and a cowboy. So if any of you girls out there have a cow, a butch cowboy fantasy, contact Hub. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and bring in our first guest. First guest. <laughs> first guest. First guest. There hey! Oh, my there God. Look, look, look at those teeth. Oh, my God. They're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I used to have teeth like that, too. Then they, then they fell out. But <laughs> So, Aladdin, Aladdin, can you uh, rub your magic lamp for me? Oh, yeah, sure. No, it's uh, it's in the other room. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one good-looking guy, straight or gay. Uh, that's not appropriate to ask somebody, but I am straight. <laughs> okay. I no, asked, our I, show's not appropriate. <laughs> you know, and, and I ask it because I'm gay. If I was straight, I would never ask such a question. But anyway, no. But he's got a daughter for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. We have to do our regular introductions. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome the incredibly talented uh, actor, Broadway superstar, phenomenal singer, Grammy nominee, Adam Jacobs. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, boys? I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're here. We're going to have some fun. Before we now, get started, let me introduce you to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Like he needs to introduce me. Come he doesn't on. know you. Everybody knows me. I know. You could go go in Macy's bathroom and look on the wall. Just anyway, my keep phone it number, clean. My Let's phone go. number's there. <laughs> and, <laughs> I do jokes, by the way, Aladdin. Um the first question I'm going to no, ask. No, we're not you. asking questions yet. Go. Say hello. And then I'm going to have. He's got a chat. Would you like to put your We're married. Up? We're married. And so we fight a lot. It's normal. People like love it. To, would you like to put your. No. My, anyway, we got a chat room full of people. First of all, we have we have uh, Canada, Germany, England. I don't know. The uh, United States. A whole bunch of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room because they were all writing. Oh, my God. How good looking he is and everything. So. And over five million people will hear see. Or somehow getting contact this by the end of with this, this show. show. So, so if you want to take off your shirt and do some <laughs> chest things and look sexy, what a great smile though! So first oh, off, yeah. first if thing, had, I if you had those teeth, if you bought those teeth where he bought them, your teeth would be just as nice. <laughs> so first thing I want to say is because I, uh, I, I mean, obviously I knew who you were because I'm actually a big Broadway. Uh, person and I love Broadway things. Me, me too, but unfortunately, we don't have Broadway in Palm. Yeah, we're Springs. in Palm Springs. But I want to say number one. So I never saw Aladdin. Okay. Shut up for a minute. I'm in the middle of interrupting you. No, I know. <laughs> 
So first of all, I want to tell everybody that they need to go out and get your album right where I belong. And the reason they have to get it is because my absolute favorite song of all time from any Disney film is out there by in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, and nice. And you did a cover of it. I downloaded it. I, I downloaded and listened to it to it like a hundred times in a row. It's so beautiful. The whole album is fantastic, but out there is like one of my favorite songs. So everybody has to get, there's another movie from Anastasia, but it's not Disney that did Anastasia. But uh, those are my two favorite songs. You killed it. Your voice is beautiful. And, uh, and I, I want to congratulate you on that before Ron takes over the conversation and like says something. So congratulations. It's fabulous. I, I, I think, well, thank you very much. Thank you. I think I'm divorcing this one. <laughs> um, listen, um, now you made me forget my intelligent question that I was going to ask. Unlike, oh, then I'll go in and say. Unlike your stupid question. So it wasn't oh, a question. Oh, here's a question. I wanted to make a statement. We are not allowed to play your music, so don't think we don't want to. I would love to. Years ago, we could play you and people could hear you. But now they send us all kinds of things saying you're not allowed because to we're it. live on YouTube. As soon as you start to play it, uh, I don't know if you know who John B is, but John B is like a pretty popular, like from the '90s R&B guy, and uh, he had a new song and we played it, and YouTube shut us down in the middle of the show. So unfortunately, uh, so you're not allowed to play the music anymore unless you pre-record the show and put it up. And since we're live, we're not allowed to play it. But we're going to send everybody though to go listen to it and buy it and download it and stream it. Yeah, because it's sad that you have a great song and you came on great album. With, well, uh, album song, and we came. I mean, I still am with the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, so everybody, so in case anybody who, who's who's not super familiar with who Adam is, he's the original Aladdin on Broadway. He Yay! was he was also in Les Mis. He was Simba in The Lion King. He was in Mamma Mia, and uh, and basically like so. How long ago? How long ago was that when you did Aladdin? Because you still look like super young to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, that opened on Broadway in 2014, but the first initial readings and the development started back in 2010. So that was, uh, you know, it's, it was a whole like almost oh. seven year, seven year journey with that show. Oh my God. And were you super like excited to get it? Like, like how hard was it oh, what, to get it? What do you it? think? Of course. Of course I was. Uh, also because there was a movie and a, and a film that I watched as a kid and, you know, I idolized, I looked up to Aladdin because he was this little brown boy. Him and Mowgli were like the two. Yeah, you know? him and Mowgli. Yep, now, absolutely. I think you and I may share a common friend, a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Fran Bazaar. Do you know Fran Bazaar? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. She's produced a lot of Broadway, and she won a what is it? The Broadway. She won a Tony, a Tony for Memphis. For Memphis. Oh, okay. Yes, that's yeah, right. So you should run into her and know her. She's very nice to know. Yeah, we'll and, introduce you. And she's a darling person. You're gonna love her. She's a sweetie pie. So anyway, listen. You're married. You got a girlfriend. You know, you just tramp around. What's your life? <laughs> right now, I'm a, I'm a father. Right now, I've got twins. Oh, you're married, and they're twins. adorable. You oh, guys. Look at you. And if you guys want to see him, wait, wait, twin what? Girls. Twin boys. So, oh, yes. two a lot boys. Of yeah, two boys. I hope they come out as handsome as you. <laughs> right? They should take after the old man. As a mother, good looking. Beautiful. Uh, She's gorgeous. Who's a mother? Is she famous? 
she's not famous, but well, she's you know she's been on Broadway and and she oh well, she's she's a working girl. Yeah, we like that. Actually, you guys, if you follow at Adam Jacobs NYC on Twitter and Instagram, then you can see his family because I saw them this morning uh, on, his, on his Instagram well, how old page. Are the kids, the twins, they're little. I don't know. They, they just born? well, they, they were born first day of rehearsal for Aladdin on Broadway. That's, so they're like seven. That's they're, exactly. They're seven. Like seven. That oh, was good luck. Kids. That was. Baby, Actually, in the chat room, they're saying how what a gorgeous family you have. So they're already going to your Instagram. <laughs> so they saw it. I haven't yeah, seen nice. it. I'll see you there. You live in New York or LA? New York. Uh, I, no, no, I, I was in New York for a long time, and now I'm actually based in Chicago. That's where I'm right now. Oh, cool. Why Chicago? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a great theater town. It's actually close to my wife's family. They're all from uh, Wisconsin, so I can do work here. I fly to New York. I fly to L.A. You can be anywhere now. Yeah, and- but what, what about January? January gets a little cold. You take a vacation. You just, I, I'm, from, I'm from California. So I'm from the San Francisco Bay area. But I told, I told her, you know, when we moved here, I said, as long as we can get out at least a week or so in, in the, you know, when it's in the deep freeze, then, uh, then I'm good. When I, when I did stand up years ago, they sent our show to uh, a club in Chicago in February. And, I, I, I asked the guy, why February? He said, well, because you're not good enough for Jalone in July. <laughs> so they sent, they sent all the uh, not-so-great, talented people to Chicago in February. So we I, have... I we forgot have, the name of the club, but it was a uh, drag show club. What the hell was it? Very famous at the time. This is going back 30 years ago, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. You weren't even born. Yeah, you weren't even born. So, so we have we have a um, we have a supporter of the show, and she's in Germany. And her name is B Claudia, and she just wrote in here. She wrote, "If you listen to his voice, light fills the room." So, just give a shout out to B Claudia because she like loves oh, it. Thanks, B Claudia. Thanks for that. Now, listen. The only thing we can get away with is if you want to go a cappella <laughs> and give us a couple of, of of lyrics from Aladdin, whatever you think you like the I best. Like out there. No, I mean he could do. He could say. <laughs> I'll say I can sing out there too. I guess out there among the millers and the weavers and their wives, through the roofs and gables, I can see them. Every day they shout and scold and go about their lives, heedless of the gift it is to be them. If I were in their skin, I'd treasure every instant out there. Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) You can sing. You you can sing. You can, re- you can really sing. Oh, my. He is so good. I've been listening You're to him fabulous. on Spotify for two now, days. Now, now, listen, you're Jewish, right? My dad is Jewish, yeah. But yeah. I was raised Catholic, my mother, you know, so. Yeah, well, uh, my father was Jewish. My mother was Catholic, so I'm a half-ass, too. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that wonderful um, Jewish people are very talented, aren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Filipinos, the Filipinos no. I would argue, are, you know, just as talented, if not more, when it comes to the musical side Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. Right. So now who pushed you, mom or dad? Uh, my mom pushed me into piano early on. So we, I worked on my piano skills and the music side. Uh, and my dad, he was tone deaf sales guy. He was not really into the arts. So uh, although it skipped a generation, his mom was a cabaret singer in Vegas. So it, uh, you know. Where, got- what was her name? 
uh, Stella. Her name was Stella and Stella Jacobs. And she, you know, she was actually in um, Tommy Dorsey wanted to bring her on the road, uh, but she was 15 and her mom said, uh-uh, not going to happen. So yeah, that, they, my, my, my mother was silent movie actress, Jenny Gabriel. And when her father found out that my grandmother was sneaking her in to make movies in the story of studios, he yeah. went nuts. He went nuts. And that was the end of that career. Back then, they if you were like 17 or 18, they didn't want you to become a, a putana or a whore, you know, and that's what they thought all show people were. Um, now, I'm 81 years old, so I know a lot of people that your grandfather must know. And older people, you know, I knew Ethel Merman. I knew all the greatest of, of Broadway. Sure. Uh, Angela Lansbury in Mame was outrageous, the most fabulous musical I ever saw. Yeah. As, as well as Julie Andrews. I mean, I saw Broadway when Broadway had superstars. Sure. Now, now, of course, we have Bernadette Peters. I know um, now we have stars. He's, are on- you old enough to know those people? Of course. Yes, I do know. He he knows Broadway history. He's a star. I mean, he's a Broadway star. But there are so many today that don't get promoted as they did years ago. Well, there's a lot more competition nowadays. You know, with Ethel Merman or sorry, with, uh, um, you know, when it was back in the day in the golden age, you could knock on the door of Sondheim and say, put me in this musical, you know, and, and it's not really you can't do that anymore. Well, you know, Mary Martin had a nice voice. I never knew that Angela Lansbury could carry a note. And in Mame, she was brilliant. I mean, I saw, I've seen all of the old, wonderful uh, streetcar named Desire. I mean, I've seen Broadway that when I think back, I get tears in my eyes. Unfortunately, Broadway doesn't have the material today it had years ago. Our material from 19, in the 50s, and the late 40s, lives on forever. It's classical. Yeah. To, today, you know, a, a, a musical gets a tone and then it goes away. They're not preserving the history of Broadway today. Young people tend to think it's old, throw it away, we don't care about it. But remember one thing, if it wasn't for Ethel Merman, you wouldn't be on Broadway. You know, these people kept Broadway alive. Of course, a ticket, I remember standing room only for (laughs) $3.50. Imagine we could, uh, after school, we would all go, you know, to an evening, uh, uh, not a matinee, evening thing for $3.50 and stand there. Uh, A a ticket, I think, was about $12.50. Now a ticket is what, $3.50, $400? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It really is insane. So that's why Broadway is hurting, because the attendance can't be what it was years ago. When the tickets were cheap, the rooms were packed. Mm-hmm. Do they still do they still have like because when I got out of college, I went and saw I saw a chorus line and Phantom and a bunch of different shows. And they had this little place. It was it was like a little booth on the street and you could buy the tickets if the tickets didn't yeah, sell. Tickets yeah. Uh, well, they call it TKTS. Yeah, That's, TKTS. Yeah, it, was, it was called Ticketron in my day. My, yeah. fir- my first musical I ever saw was The King and I, and my friend was in it, uh, Chris Walken, Christopher Walken. He played one of the kids. So oh. I got a, it was, we came from the same neighborhood. We used to ride the train together. And I got a kick out of seeing Chris on the stage. And that's when I said, I want to do that too. And you I know. got the bug. So we we actually, when we lived in Pennsylvania, because we're in Palm Springs now, but we lived in Pennsylvania, and we actually had somebody who was in the Lion, one of the main girls in the Lion King. I forgot who it was, though. I was trying to find right. it, but I can't find it uh, mm-hmm. from the Lion King, which is one, one of my favorite uh, Disney films. 
Um, and, and I actually, uh, I actually saw it, but I didn't see it on Broadway. I like saw it in like a touring, you know, uh, edition of it or whatever, which is but, cool. Uh, and you've done some of that, but the fact that Adam, you actually start and the fact that you actually start in a bunch of these things on Broadway, I mean, that's like so like killer. It's not even funny. No, Adam has wonderful credits because he's in all uh, a one hit Tony winning, uh, musicals. Uh, you have to be good to keep that kind of, uh, job thing you know they say like what have you done before and when he belts out all that stuff they say okay let's hear you sing and then when he sings they say okay let's hire you so so let's go okay so you've but been wait a minute i want to ask you one question have the salaries on broadway gone up because they used to be pathetic major stars would go to work for 500 a week could you believe that major names yeah, no, and um, you know it's it hasn't been the easiest. It's never easy being and being an artist, and uh, you know I've been fortunate to be. Uh, there's a there's definitely a discrepancy between principal pay and ensemble pay. Like you know, I feel like that should be a little bit more even, um, right. but in you know in general. But um, yeah, I mean. The, the equity has been working hard. Actors' equity, the uh, union, has been, you know, making enforcing the minimum salaries and making sure that those are, are still are still good. But uh, really, you have to be in New York uh, to really earn. That's that's where you're going to earn the most is is working there. Um, it's kind of hard. The set, the set, the sets are minim minimal. Years ago, sets were sets. I mean, they built movie sets on stage, and they had trickery. Things rolled out. Yeah, but things, not in his sets. No, in no, his but wait a minute. Th in. Things rolled out. <laughs> things came down. You know, we had a visual. Chandeliers flew, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, now with a $350 ticket, you would think they'd pay the performers more because the minimal scenery and costumes is not what it was. In other words, Carol Burnett said she could never do her TV show today because the budget wouldn't allow it. Yeah, sure. Well, Aladdin, you know, you're lucky working with a, a producer like Disney who has some deep pockets and they can invest in this magnificent sets for shows like Aladdin um, and the costumes where each pants has 1000 Swarovski crystals, real crystals in each set of pants. So, you know, they're, they're still doing it, um, but you have to have the budget for it, obviously. I wish I could have seen Aladdin because that's a, uh, a musical I would have enjoyed. I liked I liked the whole period, the costumes, and of course your so, voice. So hang great. on, okay. So I would have on. enjoyed My seeing turn. and hearing you. So did you Go. always want to be on Broadway? Like, was that your first choice growing up? Is did you think, oh my God, I want to be? Because a lot of people do do that, and then they do what you're doing, and then they they transfer. Which we're going to talk about your movie career. You know that you're moving into movies and stuff also. But is that what you was that like the big dream? Because if it is, you totally like accomplished it. Yeah, you know, early on, it, it wasn't the big dream. I, I think early on, I wanted to be Indiana Jones and, you know, go treasure hunting, <laughs> or basically, and be an archaeologist uh, uh, or do something in science. So it was really kind of, um, I wouldn't say a fluke, but I fell into musical theater, you know, through kind of like my sister. My sister's four years younger, and she performed, and she kind of roped me into performing with her little song and dance troupe, and that's sort of how I felt like I was, you know, wanting to do this more. And then in high school, I did all the shows and they put me in, you know, the musicals. And, and that's where I got got the bug. And I had a teacher who said, you can do this. You should do this. And I and I said, yeah, you know what? I, this is something I want to do and pursue. So I went to New York University, got my degree and the rest is history. 
Frickin' that's a good school too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, w- way back they were auditioning for West Side Story. I remember it was really a publicity thing. They were asking kids in different neighborhoods, "Can you dance and audition for West Side Story?" It was a good, you know, bullshit story. And I, of course, said yes, I can dance. I could do the mambo, the cha cha, and the lindy. <laughs> but I, I, you know, as I never got the part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's go this way then. Okay, so you've already been in all these. Uh, we're going to change the topic to to film in a minute, but like, let's. Has is there a a Broadway musical that you haven't been a part of yet that you that it would still be on your bucket list? Like, oh my gosh, if I could play a role, you know, and I, that I haven't oh, had wait, an opportunity. Can I to ask play. him one question? Could you be in Atlanta? Could you be in Aladdin, the movie, so that we Westerners can see you performing in Aladdin? <laughs> Do you think well, that's possible? Well, we'll have to get my agent on that, but uh, the <laughs> film world is very separate from the musical theater world. It's kind of yes. hard, you know, so it's different. But, um, yeah, but, but but if all our five million people watching and hearing this would write in and say, we want Adam in Aladdin. so Start we a petition. Let's do it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the world should You have see, the looks for it. You know, I'm so sorry that we didn't film the wonderful musicals of years ago. Yeah, the great, the great ones, because they're gone. You're never going to get them back. And yeah. living in Palm Springs really sucks because we don't have any kind of theater at her at all. We've got drag queens all over the place. But really, <laughs> I mean, you've seen one drag queen. You've seen them all uh, not not fun entertainment. <laughs> I would I would love, love, love if um, we had a beautiful big theater in uh, Palm Springs where we could get Broadway stars like you to bring out uh, musicals like aladdin it would be such a thrill but yeah well i'm sure eventually the the show will well it's come it's come to la already um but uh but you're not in it uh i was in it on the on the road back in 2018 Uh, were you you in it were you in it in la yes i was so why weren't we notified (laughs) (laughs) jimmy and i would have covered it we would have you would have seen it yeah you would have seen it back then and we would have loved have, it. We would have done your press. We would have written about it. Ah, meh. You know, you fire your agent and your manager. Actually, he's got a great. Well, the publicist who hooked us up, Barry, is the greatest guy ever. Thanks, Barry. I'm sure you're listening. I don't know about that, Barry. You never called us to tell us he was in town singing. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know me then. You didn't know me then. <laughs> so hold on, let's go back. So what what would be a show like if you could have been in a, any oh, show that you and what would be a show that you think, oh my god, I really would have liked to have an opportunity to do this because maybe somebody will hear it and they'll cast you. Sure, I really loved Light in the Piazza when I saw it, mm. and I coming from a musical background, I really loved just that you know Adam Gettle's classical very intricate sound and i i thought that would be a really cool role he's an italian fabrizio absolutely Uh, that's one that's one of uh what's his name my favorite writers um what the hell the the gay guy what was his name the the writer who wrote light in the piazza he wrote streetcar all those wonderful things why can't i think of his name uh, I'm not sure. I, Adam Gettle wrote the music, so I'm not sure which guy. Oh, you're talking about the musical, not the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I asked him what Broadway play he would want to be in that, that he hasn't been in. I didn't know Light in the Piazza was a Broadway play. Oh, okay. You see how ignorant we are out here? <laughs> and, I, and I'm a New Yorker, and I used to go to theater at least twice a month. When I lived in New York, everything that, I mean, 
a lot of opening nights, which back then I loved. Women wore long dresses and fur stoles, and we wore tuxedos. Mm -hmm. And at the break time out in the lobby, we had champagne, and then we'd go back in. And if you knew the people on stage later, you could go in the back green room and meet them. It was theater. It was delicious. It was it was it was beyond belief. Now. Julie Andrews was starring in Victor Victoria on Broadway. We went to see it, and then I couldn't get in the back room because they wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't even send her a note that, that I wrote. So I went out in the street like the other kids did, and I had to wait for Julie to come out, and she looked at me. She said, oh, drawn, darling. She said, I can't talk to you now. She said, the wind, the air, and she had to keep a muff over her face, you know, okay. for, her, for her voice. Sure, yeah. And she ran in the car. And I felt bad. I felt like, you know, gee whiz, my glory days are over. Does that happen for you, though? Like when you walk out, does everybody standing out there to get your autograph to sign the playbill? Of yeah, course. no, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy meeting people at the stage door, taking pictures. Yeah, because you don't. Yeah, when you're on stage, it's just a sea of black out there and you don't really know how your work is affecting people. So it's it's kind of nice to get a little feedback. Do they let do they let friends go in the green room? Uh, well, most theaters now don't have green rooms because they're just so old and they've used up all the space, especially right. New York houses are tiny. Um, but people will hang out in dressing rooms. A lot of times the dressing rooms, you right. know, Dress, dressing room. a green room. I remember unsinkable Molly Brown when Tammy Grimes was doing it. Uh, my, f I was going to beauty school at the time and we used to do the wigs. We used to set the wigs for Lenny Dietz who combed them out for Hermione and for Tammy. So I went backstage and they called it the tombs. And I went down into the tombs and there was a baby carriage there. And in the baby carriage was Tammy Grimes, little baby who I ran into years later in, uh, in LA at the Ivy. And that's my wonderful Mandy, uh, Mandy, um, not Potemkin, Mandy, Amanda, uh, her, her father was Christopher from the sound of music. I'm have brain damage. <laughs> Christopher. Oh, you're talking about Amanda, the one from uh, Amanda. I love my little Amanda. She's two feet tall. Plummer. Amanda Plummer, who's Christopher Plummer's daughter and Tammy Grimes' uh, daughter. So, so hold on. Okay. I want to go. I want to switch this around now. So now you guys, if you first of all, uh, to, moving into like a film, but also keeping it real with the whole music thing. Adam has a phenomenal uh, film called Adam Jacobs Behind the Curtain. It's a like a one night only performance where he like talks and tells his history and his story. And I watched the trailer for it and it is fantastic. And he sings all kinds of songs, Broadway songs from all the different shows. One of them was kind of like a Rocky kind of song, too. I forgot. What, not Rocky <laughs> like the movie, but like a rock and rolly more of a type of song yeah. in the preview. And it's fantastic, you guys. And it's um, I guess is it direct? Was it directed? Was it directed by Bruce? He helped produce it. Produced so, by Bruce, because Bruce is our next guest, so I'm trying to figure it all out. So it was right. produced by guests by, by Bruce, and um, and you guys can go to stonypointentertainment.com, and you can either rent it, buy it, or stream it. And Stony is spelled with an E, so it's S-T-O-N-E-Y, point, P-O-I-N-T, entertainment.com, and it looks phenomenal. I'm actually going to rent it and watch it while I'm like working. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, great. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So it's a it was a one-night-only concert that we filmed. I was actually in town doing another project of Bruce's called Last Call in the Doghouse. We're going to talk about that next. We'll talk about that. Um, but so while I was there, he said, you should do this show and then we'll tape it. And, you know, we'll 
I'll, I'll pay for it and it'll be like cool promotion for, for both of us. And I said, okay, cool. And it started out as this little project, which then became something larger and more meaningful to me. Um, it was, you know, all these classic Broadway songs I'm singing, as well as some pop rock and R&B, like you mentioned, like some, some Journey, some, I put in some Ben Platt, I put in the Hollies, just like, you know, a lot of fun soft stuff, but related, related it all to my personal journey as an artist. And it's really kind of an intimate look at how I became um, a Broadway performer and just, I go through a lot. I mean, I cover a lot of ground. I talk about, you know, the obstacles that I faced being of mixed ethnicity, for example, um, you know, and growing up with identity issues like that. And and then, you know, playing iconic roles and the pressure of all that. And, and then relationships in the industry. I cover a lot of ground and it's a lot of fun. It's entertaining, but I hope that people who watch it will learn a little bit more about me and kind of, you know, get an insight into the industry as well. How many times a week do you train? Uh, you mean work out? Your voice, your voice. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly, uh, I have a piano in my in the other room here, and I, I'm always tinkering and singing. And, because you have to keep yeah. the vocals loose, otherwise you get in trouble. Yes, that's right, that's right. It's, uh, it's like maintaining now, a, a car or something like that. Now, do you know Bernadette Peters? I have not worked with her, but I have met her, and she's lovely. She's a doll. You know, she's Lazara Bread. Uh, she's Italian from Long Island. And uh, I met her and her sister many times. I know the both of them. And her dad is Lazara Bread Company, the best Italian bread you could get on Long Island. I don't know. Oh, if they, I don't know if they still do it. But if ever you see Bre Bernadette say Ron Russell said. Lazara bread is the best and she'll crack up laughing. So you guys, so go back. So get it. It's, it's, it's Adam. Take us behind the curtain. The poster's beautiful. Uh, the, the, the trailer's fa fabulous. So I know the whole thing is going to be magnificent. And, um, and it was, uh, produced by Bruce. And how do you pronounce Bruce's last name? Bruce Reisman. Reisman. Okay. See, see well, you were right. Okay. The, the Jewish is one way. German is another. So then Reich, Reichman is German. Reichman is Jewish. So anyway, so then Bruce wrote and directed another film and it's coming out in two weeks. He told me it's coming out in two weeks and it's called last call in the Doghouse, And it stars among others besides Adam Jacobs, uh, Judy Giesen. Is that how you pronounce her last name? I'm not sure. Yeah. Parker Stevenson, you guys know him. Uh, yeah. Hardy Boys, I mean, he's like an icon. David Chokachi, Yancey Butler. And from what I heard, I heard that you performed the song One for My Baby, One for the Road in it. Wow. I, did. I actually played and sang uh, on, on films. That was the first time ever doing something like that. It's kind of nerve-wracking, but it was good. I love that. I did that song for 40, that song 46 years in my, my show I took all over the road. And I sang that song and it's a great song and the audience loves it, especially if you do the little teardrop thing and the sadness and you really get into it. The audience are quiet. So we should like make a, a, a distinction here because when Ron did it, Ron, uh, back in the day, he performed as Jane Russell the movie star, uh, the movie star who he was very good friends with as Jane Russell and had a show that he performed all over the place. But it was like in the sixties and it was on all straight clubs back, back in the day and, and dinner clubs. And then I created have a heart, which was a foundation for AIDS. And I began working with Elizabeth Taylor foundation for AIDS research and have a heart. And we raised tons and tons of money for AIDS research. And 
I, Jane Russell was a devout Catholic, you know, didn't really approve too much of drag queens. And I said to her, I'm not a drag queen, I'm an actor who portrays you. And just think, Jane, if it wasn't for you, I couldn't be me and we couldn't get all that money for those who need us. And then she was very happy with it. So, That's very cool. But yeah. he looks fantastic as it. So, but he used to perform and yeah. sing in his own voice, not like they do today, no, where they no, like no, lip sync no. and stuff. He we did had, it all. We had a whole show. We I had all stars in my show. It was, awesome. it was a fabulous so, show. So hang on, we're gonna go back to this now. So that you guys. Oh wait a minute, we were the first ones to play the Copacabana. Oh, there wow. you go. So, you guys, the movie's coming out in two weeks. It's called Last Call in the Doghouse. You're going to be able to go to stonypointentertainment.com to see it. Um, It's directed by Bruce, uh, and it's got a great cast. And I'm going to read the little summary that I took off of the movie thing so people kind of get an idea. It says, Cheers meets Field of Dreams in this contemporary drama fantasy. David Chokachi from Baywatch, if you guys don't know who he is, uh, is Dog, the owner of the extraordinary New York dive bar called The Doghouse. Alongside him are his sons, Jess, upcoming star Aaron Fors, and Mo, Adam Jacobs. <laughs> Their mother, Mary, Yancey Butler, which you guys, she was in the Witchblade movies, right. and brooding playwright Simon Parker Stevenson from, and he's in the Umbrella Academy now, you guys. Did, but he was, Didn't we have Parker on? Once? No, not yet. We should have him on. Anyway, but you guys remember him if you're older, like from the Hardy Boys, because he's one of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um, they all have special, uh, they all have special they are all they all have i don't know what the, I, I they all have special one could even say biblical powers and when the three strangers enter enter the bar at closing time the special family helps guide them through their troubled past to bring them to spiritual and mental peace so if you guys go to stonypointentertainment.com you can actually see the trailer we don't get to see him sing one for the money uh, one for my baby and one for the road, but you do get to see him uh, in the trailer. It looks like a phenomenal movie. Bruce, I think, puts out really great quality uh, movies. And um, um, so tell us a little bit. So was that your first foray into having a big role in a film? Yes. Yes, it was uh, my first time playing a, a feature, a, a lead role in a feature film. And, um, you know, Bruce was great to work with. He really kind of, you know, gave us the space to kind of create the characters and bounce ideas off each other. And, and he was very open to, to collaboration, which I, which I love. And, um, it, I'll tell you my, my character, I play a rabbi, a young rabbi named Mo and, uh, kind of short for Moses. And I, I'm, a, I'm adopted into this biblical family. So I kind of have one foot in each world and I'm struggling with that. And um, but it, I just love the concept of the film when I read it. And it like like the description, it's very cheers meets it's kind of like Twilight Zone touched by an angel. A lot of this um, kind of mi- mixed in there. And uh, I had a lot of fun shooting it. You know, it was a lot of kind of guerrilla style getting in there and and we're chump- jumping time zones and things. And, it, it, you know, it, when you see the trailer, you'll, you'll see. But um, or when you see the film, you, you'll see. And uh, yeah, it was really just a great opportunity to really deep dive into a character and try my acting chops in a new medium, really. So I, I was excited for that. I think you're going to you, be, do you know that being a virgin to film and having that director was probably the best thing that ever happened to you because he's an old time director. Yes. I make, I make a lot of movies nowadays. Okay. And the directors don't direct. I don't know what they do. They, they don't hi- collaborate. They hide in a room. I remember 
when I, I would work in film, I'd say to the director, is my character working? Do you think I'm getting the essence of the character? Or like, you know, that window, should I really jump out of it or crawl out of it? And they would guide you and direct you. Today, you know what they say? I asked for my mark one day. They said, what marks? We don't have marks. I said, you don't have marks? Where's my camera? They said, up in the wall somewhere. I mean, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was in a movie by Sidney Lomet, who is good friends with your guy, in 1959 with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. And let me tell you, I, I came into the business with professional people. And everybody did a brilliant job. So you, my friend, are lucky to have worked with this director because it ain't going to happen no more, no more. Yeah, it, it is because he's going to get big no films. More. No, even the big directors think. Every, no, <laughs> they, they don't. They don't do it. They don't. They. They. I, I mean, a director sometimes should tell you, "Listen, you know your character. You know your lines. Now go for it. Work it." These these people, you don't know if you did good or bad. They say, "Okay, next scene." I mean, what yes. scene? We sh we shot it once. Oh, yeah. we don't we don't do retakes. What do you mean we don't do retakes? What if my pants fell down? We'd leave, <laughs> we'd leave it. I thought, you know, this is bullshit. The movie business today. But anyway, I still keep making films and bitching about it. But you're lucky. You got a good one. I feel lucky that works with. You. Oh yeah, learn learn from him. He's a goodie. I think too, though, that I think you're going to be. Uh, I know I haven't seen the whole film, obviously, which I will. We're going to watch when it comes it. out. Can we, when, can we watch it? It doesn't come now? out for two weeks. Um, Is it going to be on the uh, big television, the Netflix? We're going to have to go. I, I don't know how you I have to figure out how you do that. Yes, I'm sure it will be. Stonypointentertainment.com, you guys, because that way you can also go and see one night. Uh, Adam Jacobs behind the curtain. But I think that um, I think, number one, I think that you have a lot of experience. I mean, you've been on every like TV show you've performed on, like every major TV show from Aladdin, you know, that really has opened up so many doors for you. I think that transitioning into the film world uh, is going to not be difficult for you because, number one, let, let's face it, like the smile and the good looks, you know, helps a lot that you're not um, unattractive. Um, you're super talented. I think people will see in the in your first feature film where you're a lead, you know, that you have real acting abilities because you can tell just from the trailer. And um, I can't answer about all that shit. His voice is great. I mean, I heard a cappello, a voice that's incredible. But he's not going to sing in every movie. No, no, I, I, no, I know that. But <laughs> well, he's maybe got, he is. No, he's got a speaking yeah. voice. He's got a speaking voice. Jimmy, part of being an actor is having a good voice. If you have a good voice in a movie, people are mesmerized by your voice and your lines become richer and better. You know, I mean, he, he could make love to a woman and lower that octave down with candlelight and all the broads would be throwing their panties at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's do a hypothetical. So you're, you're really new in, in the movie thing, but, but yeah. if you, uh, if you had a bucket list, cause I love to ask this question. If you had a bucket list of an actor and an actress that you think, Oh my God, I would love to work with this people who would it be. And then let's say you could have been in any film that's ever been in history. The same way I asked you about the Broadway play. one at a time. They no, I know, but that way he can be thinking about it because they need time to think about it. If you could have been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, man. I, I don't know. That's that's a great question. Um, I mean, I would have loved to have worked with somebody like, um, you know, like a director like Orson Welles or something like that. But like an actor, somebody like to, to opposite James Dean or, or – uh, 
you know, somebody just that that quality, that type of caliber of actor would be phenomenal. Um, of course, people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Al Pacino, that, that would be amazing to have scenes with those guys because um, those guys are just phenomenal actors. Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, somebody just who's a really phenomenal actor. Phenomenal actor. And, and just Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's so versatile. You know, people like that are, are really impressive to me who can do so many different types of acting and played so many different characters and do it well. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. I like, love that. Who's your female? Oh, I mean, Sophia Loren. How about that? Or uh... yeah. Yay for Sophia. You know, she's an angel. I got to know her on the set and she was 26 and I was 19 and I spoke Italian to her and she said, you know, your Italian is as bad as my English, but we got a <laughs> We got along fine. She is absolutely an enchanting girl, woman now. Yeah, working. I would like to work with her again. I started uh, 70,000 years ago with her. I'd like to end my career with her. <laughs> yeah, he loves her. He loves Sophia. I love Sophia as a person and as an actress and as the, one of the greatest beauties in the world. Yes. And, and you know what? She was beautiful, but she wasn't beautiful acting. Uh, she was very, very uh, shy and mm -hmm. very, very um, unassuming. And I sure. told her in Italian, ma come se così bella, bella, bella. And she's so oh, thank you. But graciously. Yes. I, you know, she's a lovely, lovely person. Yes. It would be lovely to, to share the screen with her. But to, to be in a scene with somebody like Glenn Close, you know, that that's like. Yeah, but I could see you playing Sophia's son in, sure. a, wonder, in a wonderful Italian style drama. And Beef Claudia just purchased a uh, where you where you're an opera singer. She just purchased uh, behind the curtain. She says she's going to watch it with her mom. <laughs> well, how come she got it? We can't get she it. She bought it on the site oh. that I told everybody to go to Stony Point Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> she's fabulous. She's just wonderful. So I think that she, she's she's always we very don't supportive. have a movie lineup for tonight. We watch a movie every night because well, nothing else we can do. Yeah, so. we, yes, because right. there's nothing to do in Palm Springs. <laughs> Al for me, Al it's 121. Oh, Dave Hughes joined us too from, from Dave Hughes from, from England. He says Al Pacino and and Audrey Hepburn for him. There yeah. you go. <laughs> you gotta like love it. So everybody, this is Adam Jacobs. You can follow him on his social media. It's Adam Jacobs NYC. Uh, he's the original Aladdin on Broadway. He's done lots of other things, and he's getting ready to tackle Hollywood with a big bang. He's super talented. He's that's right. He's super talented. He's super cool. And you know what, Adam, you're going to go far. You know why? You're a regular Joe. You're a nice guy. Thank you don't you. have you don't have your head up your ass. OK, like most of them do. They think who they are. They act who they are. And you know what? They fall on their faces. Nobody likes them. Nobody wants them. And they're gone in this business. Personality and niceness counts. I, and, I, and, and you I sure. And you're a very personable, nice guy. Good luck to you and enjoy those those babies and your beautiful wife and stay healthy. You know, I'll and, try. You too. You too. And, and, you and anytime you have anything that you want to promote, let us know because we'll absolutely. Bring you back. You're a, you're we, a nice. We'll fella. bring you back. And I'm going to I produce a lot of films. I have like 17 films in different yeah, stages who knows? of development. You and I may work in a film. And so uh, so now fun? that I like know you and I've met you and I and you're not an asshole, like I'm going to put you on my list of people to, to push, yeah, you know, you, to you, see if you, we can. You could play my son. Maybe in if we could see if we could get you on some some stuff that we're doing, because I don't make like really shitty. I, I make movies in like one to four million dollar range. 
range, basically. Right. I'm not like the really big ones yet, but I'm also not doing the really crappy and ones. And I always play a Brooklyn Mafia guy. Because of my New, my New York Brooklyn accent, and when I change, I can look like a tough hood. Sure, so, sure. I so, and so could you. You could look like a mafioso, also. I could oh do that too. Yeah. Yeah, it would be fun. They love. And then you the could break room. into a song. You could sing out. They love you so much in the chat room. They really <laughs> do. They like. You. They think Back you're like you. fabulous. So He's everybody, a sweetie. He's this a is sweetie. Adam. Adam, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody, again, follow him on social media. Go to StonyPointEntertainment.com. Look for his brand new film coming out in two weeks. Last call in the doghouse. And uh, he's fabulous. We want to thank you. Best of luck in everything that you do. You've been super. Alan, it was a pleasure. Alan, Adam. Adam. I know at my age, we get names all screwed up. <laughs> Even I though know, it's on the screen. No, I know. But all the old bags, you know, people call me Rod. I interviewed Cliff Robertson. And throughout the entire interview, he said, well, you know, Rod. And I kept telling him on the breaks, it's not Rod, it's Ron. And then he'd call me Rod again. And, you know, that's Cliff Robertson. He was old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Adam, thank you so much. Congratulations on all your success. And everybody, get his album, too. Yes, yes. Get his album, yes. Right Where I Belong. He's and make got sure two kids. He needs money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to save for college. That's right. That's right. That's, right. That's right. Hey, thank you so much, Adam. We'll see you Thanks, soon. Thanks bye so bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ciao, Bella. Did he have not have, like, the greatest smile He's ever? He's the greatest guy. He's a sweetie pie, and that voice is not to be believed. Absolutely. Oh, my God. He's as good as Howard Keel. I don't know who that is. Howard Kill was one of the best singers on Broadway ever in the history of Hey, Broadway. chat room, what did you guys think, though? You like that, right? When he's saying that? That's like my favorite song uh, ever. It's like my favorite Broadway song. I don't even know it was on Broadway, but it's my favorite song from a, a Disney show, and I love it to death. And so the fact that that's the one he's saying made me really, like, happy. Because I like, love it. That's why he sang it. I know. I love it. I would love to see him do some of the old classic Broadway stuff. You know, they should do that. They should bring back, if not the sets, just bring back the opera singers, uh, the singers on the stage singing the beautiful songs of the old um, Broadway plays and put it in film. I mean, that's a great idea. I think everybody would love to see it being acted out. Absolutely. You know. What a cool guy. There's some wonderful music that has been written in our country over the yeah, last. Talking about how gorgeous his face was, too. What a well, beautiful, he's a beautiful man. Yeah, of course he's beautiful. You got like love it. No, he got nominated for a Grammy for that Aladdin. And I'm sure he was good at it because he looked at his voice is beautiful. There's no question about his voice. And he was on every show. Good Morning America, all the different shows performing. Sure. Yeah, sure. All the big ones. So everybody says that he was a great guest. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed good, him. Good guest. And uh, I, I we liked him, him a lot. lot. I yeah. did too. Um, so let's see. So you guys, you can listen to our show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Um, you can listen to our show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. We're on a bunch of other ones too, but that's uh, – the one that's the most, uh, the ones that are the most well known of all of them. And also, if you want to check out Adam's website, it's adamjacobs.net. So it's A D A M J A C O B S.net. Oh, whew. big applause. It was wonderful. Everybody like loved it. Good. Hey, Astro. Astro's joining us. So then, um, what else were we going to? Oh, what else? Uh, what? I forgot. About what? You, you're brain dead. I, I know. I'm brain dead today. You're getting old, Jimmy. You know, you really, I'm going to have to start, of, you know, tell you what to do soon. Like when I'm like 102, I'm going to have to remind you of things. We have a bunch of people who joined us, too, during the chat. Uh, Dave Hughes, Alexi. Dave, no tomatoes on the show today. Sorry, no tits and ass. 
<laughs> Watch Dave tune out. Now he comes in anyway. He he said he was uh, Alexi Angelino's in the chat room, so we want to say hi. But uh, Dave wrote something that he like logged in somehow wrong, and so he uh, he he logged in some. He was listening to some lady talk about weird shit for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I think that's really funny. And Angela Joseph, everybody like loved him. So, so you guys, next week we're going to be having uh, a fun show. We're having the cast of Clown Motel Two come on because the next that weekend is the Clown Motel Two premiere. Premiere. And so Ron's going to be uh, in the that star, film, and we're going to have some of the people come film. on. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, oh, I, artist Miss Kim came in while we were uh, doing that. So I don't know if we said hi to her. Here, we have a here. fly, and I don't know how to get I, rid of it. I told Joseph Kelly that I'll I'll mention him when I accept my uh, Emmy for Clown Motel three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dave says, "Oh, brilliant, Clown Motel two. I can't wait." <laughs> oh, it's, it's 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 better than Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's a major film. I mean, cost millions to make. And shot all over the world, and everybody in it is a, is an Oscar winner or an Emmy winner, and it's the greatest film you'll ever see. That's right. It's going to be fun. No yeah. question about you know it. But you got to have fun. And um, they said that they love. I see Ron smile. Smile, yeah. Ron. Yay! No clown motel three, four. What is it? Seven? What? Two. Two. That's all it is. Only two. <laughs> it, it was fun working on because I play General Milan. Uh, a general in the army who gets his men to go out and get the clowns, the killer clowns. Actually, artist Miss Kim says she's a UPM on that show on, on the clown motel too. Oh, okay. So she knows about it. Anyway, it was fun working with, with everybody. Uh, Pat was a sweetie and I love Dave Bailey so much. He's the bestest. So, and, so and, Miss Kim, are course, you coming wait, to the premiere? I, work, I was working with Angelina Stevenson, Angie, Angie Stevenson Angie and Lorraine. Stevenson. And Lorreen, Lorreen and I have a scene in the bar where she's on my lap making out with me. And this son of a bitch kept putting the tongue down my throat as a joke. And we were screwing up. They had to do it over and over and over again. I wonder which one they're going to use. But, but she was she said, I'm going to be so sexy, Ron. I'm going to devour you. So, Dave, sorry, you could have stood in for me. Okay, uh, don't say. Uh, oh, never mind. One hundred and one. I just got to remember. Okay. Well, Dave Hughes, you could have stood in for me when Lorreen was tongue kissing me. <laughs> she did it as a joke. It was it, hilarious. I love Lorreen. Lorreen and I are good friends. My sweet Lorreen, beautiful Lorreen. She's so beautiful. She is beautiful. She's yeah. not going to be at the premiere either. I so know, we'll miss her. Because she's going to the other premiere. No, she's going to autograph sign. Oh, autograph sign. Right. With who else? A couple other people we invited. Um, yeah, so Miss Kim's going to be there, so we're going to get to meet her. Yay! Good. And working with Angie Stevenson, she's really good. She knows her line. She's a good actress. And she's beautiful. And gorgeous. And, you know, we're, we're shooting at a pool table. And now I'm a general in the Army, right? I'm not going to look at the pool table. She's standing right next to me with those beautiful boobs, like two rockets in a tight sweater. So I was staring at their boobs while she was delivering her lines. I figured that would make it more natural, right? Wouldn't a guy stare at her boobs? Not not the table. Anyway, I don't know if they cut they cut that part out. We'll find out when we'll we go find see out when it. we go see two it. weeks. Yay. Right. Uh, a lot of people are saying they don't really like clowns though. <laughs> well you know clowns when we were children were gloriously happy things that we loved. Uh, now they've become grotesque killer things that scare I love children. That. That, I love uh, that. Sherry, I invited Sherry Belafonte to the red carpet opening, and she said, oh, what's your movie about? I said, Killer Clowns. She said, I'm not going. 
I said, why? She said, I'm terrified of clowns. She said, they give me nightmares. They scare me. And I thought that was terrible. Clowns are supposed to be fun. And poor Sherry Belafonte, she's going to have nightmares from the clowns. Anyway, a lot of people feel that way. They said, oh, no, I don't like clown movies. They scare me. I love them. They're stupid. I, they don't scare me. Come on. I stuff. have a big clown in my room that I like. Uh, yeah, it's an animatronic clown. I mean, it's how, awesome. How could you be scared by these actors with crappy makeup and junky costumes? They don't even look like clowns. Half of them look like big people that no, they, they ate raspberries and blueberries. People are afraid of clowns from it. From it. And also, it was a beautiful clown. They made it really scary. And it, but and did you see one. some of these clowns in some of these clown movies? I mean, they don't even look like clowns. They they, they look like I don't know what well, the ones in your clown fear movie. What which movie some of them that? were good. That's the movie you did with Sadie. Some of the clowns look good, and some of them didn't. Nah, some of them went crappy. <laughs> they, they must. Have, it looks like they put a flower on their face and lipstick. They're not clowns. Clowns have to be beautifully made up, scary looking. Um, we, there was a movie we saw where the clowns were really scary, good looking. I think it was, what's his name? The guy from uh, Chicago that does all those horror films with the pretty wife. What's his name? Har Harley. Oh no, they're from Detroit. Detroit. I think he did a clown movie where he had an ugly clown, but the clowns have to be scary. And some, some movies they are, and some movies they're not. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the clowns in the movie I'm in. I'll let you know when we go to the premiere. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We've yeah. got a bunch of fun people going. Jack O'Halloran's going with us, and Sadie's going with us. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to see Sadie. Ozzy's going with us, you I guys. I can't wait to see Ozzy. Is Miles back from um, Alaska? Um, I, uh, He might be back. Oh, good. I want to see Miles. Miles will be coming with us, and uh, uh, Jennifer Rubin is coming Ryan. with us. And Is um, What's-Her-Name coming, who I really like a lot? Jessica, oh, I haven't. I'm going to invite her tonight. You didn't invite Jessica yet. No, I love her and her fiance. They're wonderful. Yeah, we're going to invite them. Oh, he's a doll and she's a sweetie pie. Also, uh, and she's have... so sexy, Jessica. We also have the. Um... Do you know that when she talks to you, her lips look like they're greasy and ready. That's, I mean, that, yeah, don't, she be, has... don't be perverted. I'm not being perverted, but she has those sort of lips, like Jane Mansfield had. Come on, lips. You know, here, here. These are my lips. All right, don't you want to kiss them? We also have my dog um, is kissing me. Sing. Uh, we also. Oh, I said lips. My dog. When I want kisses from my dog, I say lips. Claudia Wells <laughs> is going. Going to be there. Uh, right. From Back to the Future. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of cool people. A lot so of cool fun. people. A lot of fun. And then there's an after party which we're going to go to, where we don't know. We can't even disclose it where it is, but it will be somewhere, and it's going to be a fun evening. Very, very, very uh, fun evening. I love it. So talk for a minute. Let me. So, uh, hey, Rebel, come on and tell us what's going on. Bruce may be ready now. Okay, let's try him. Let's see if he's ready. I'm ready. Hey. Ready, wedding, ready. and able. I'm ready. <laughs> I was just trying to, I was trying to adjust everything there because, you know, I'm not real good at this stuff. You guys are so effing funny. I was well, watching, I'm I was so glad. I'm so glad you think we're so fucking I was watching, funny. I was watching Adam's, Adam's interview. And really enjoyed it. It was the best one yet. I mean, Barry's done an amazing job, I gotta say. And yes. uh, I don't really look at you or the camera, so forgive me. Oh yeah, look at us. Yeah, look 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 at okay. your look at your screen. Yeah, Bru look at the screen. Bruce, Bruce, oh, okay. we Bru Bruce. We don't yeah. do interviews. We do conversation. There's a difference. We never interview yeah. and ask those retarded questions like, you know, where were you? Yeah. 
back like boring, boring shit. Yes, like Cavett. We don't do that. Okay, so yeah, hold on. We, yeah. we, make, gotta, we, we gotta we gotta do an intro now for wait, you. Wait, like I say, make believe you're in Brooklyn and you're in my kitchen and we're having Entenmann's crumb cake and coffee. And we're we're Yentes. We're, just, we're Yentes. Okay, we're just talking. What? Yeah. All right, I hold on. He has the Entenmann's. Our dog yeah. ate ours yesterday. All right, so <laughs> don't remind me. Well, of that. You want me to go get the box? I'll prove it to you. No, no, you. No, no, you're good. So hang on. Here we go. All right. It's, where, so wait, where are you in New York? Me? Yeah, where are you? Oh, I'm in, I'm in Sherman Oaks, California, where it's a, a cool 102. Yeah, right. Sherman Oaks. Yeah. I wish I was there instead of Palm Springs. Okay, so hang My on. We're 121 or maybe 123 by now. Yeah, well, I don't get it. A okay. lot of Jews go a lot of Jews go there, and I don't get why. I mean, we ran in the you know the desert for so many years. What the fuck are we going back there for? I'm sorry. I'm, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> oh, yes. you could say fuck all you, you want. You can say anything you want. So hold on, hold on. We got to do an introduction. Yeah. So it's Reisman, right? Yeah. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented writer, director, producer Bruce Reisman. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What's wrong with my shirt? It's Nothing. Like it's got a weird. Okay. Oh, oh, it looks like it's kind of camouflaged, but that's okay. It looks that, good. That's a shadow from your your chin, your chin shadow. I'll fix it. I'll fix it while we're talking. No, no, no don't worry about fixing no, it. It okay. looks fine. You look, you it look looks good. Fine. You look great. You look good. All right, so uh, let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Great. Nice to meet you too. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Who's in the chat room? Uh, probably not. They're all like fans of fans of the show and friends of ours, so they, they probably don't know who you are. But they're learning because we talked about you in the in the hour before. Okay. And I, oh, that's nice. Hey, I didn't see all of it. And I told Adam how lucky he was that he was directed by you, because the directors of today are not the directors of years ago, and we know that. Well, I I have to tell you though. Uh, I was lucky to have him in a way because I only hire uh, theater trained actors unless I'm forced to because of name value. You know what I'm saying? And yes. Yes. Because the myth of uh, theater actors, especially musical theater actors, being too big, you know, for film is total BS. In his case, he stepped on that set like he the camera obviously I, I this guy <laughs> I, I can't say enough about what you so he's, hang on he's, he's very talented yeah, he's great very voice talented and so, good looking so you guys the movie that we were talking about before that's coming out in two weeks last call in the doghouse that's bruce's film um yeah. and uh we're gonna we'll probably mention that in a little bit but you can follow bruce on instagram he's at broadwood underscore media uh, B-R-O-A-D-W-O-O-D underscore media. That's his production company. And to see his films, you go to stonypointentertainment.com. Um, since we already talked some about last last call in the doghouse, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about you, first of all. I wrote down that you wrote your very first script at age 12, um, and, it, and it was on Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, the TV show. So at 12 wow. years old, that you were a semi-regular on the Waltons uh, when you were yeah. a, a youngster. Well, 
1976 was the last one. Yeah, 1976. And then you were a staff writer, producer for the TV shows Chips, The Fall Guy, TJ Hooker, Airwolf, Tour of Duty, and The Young Riders. Which I actually know all but one of those. Now, he's much younger. I, I, was, I wasn't staff on The Young Riders. I wrote one episode. Okay. Yeah, but Jimmy thought you were. It was special because I, I, I was inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame because of it. So that was yeah, nice. That's nice. But Jimmy thought you were older. Now I realize that you're, so, you're, you're much younger than I am. You're much younger than I am because I thought we would have, we would know the same people. I'm 81. You've got to be what? 60 something. 70. He just said, Oh, seven, 70. All right. So we're, we're 11 years apart. Um, we probably know some of the same people from old Hollywood. Absolutely. Well, I, I think so. Uh, I think in, in, when I talked to Barry, that's why he wanted us to get together. Because my the film that I made before this, which is available now, as long as I'm wait, hang, famous, hang, hang, wait, hang on a minute, Bruce. Bruce, hang on. Why is his sound coming out so bubbly? I don't know. Bruce, could maybe you lower the volume on your mic a little? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because it's co it's coming out staticky. How's that? Lower it is more. Better? Lower it more. This is the lowest. Oh, that's good. Why not? Now it's clear. So they yeah. said his internet is a little patchy. Yeah, but it was also that the volume was bubbling. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Sorry okay. for the interruption. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. But uh, as long as I'm famous, which is the film I did uh, about two years ago, um, is all about that period. Uh, it takes place in 1947. And the uh, characters are Sidney Lumet, Montgomery Cliff, Josh Logan, who was my mentor. Uh, and gosh, who else? Uh, David Chuck, you place the box. Hang on, hang on. I wrote down. I wrote down stuff so people can see. So you guys, the name. You're the writer and the director, and the film is called "As Long as I'm Famous: Real Secrets of the Golden Age." It's an homage to the golden age of yeah. broad, Broadway during the summer of 1948. And then mm -hmm. I wrote down the summary, which says, "Inspired by true events, this is a story of private, often forbidden romances of legends." From Montgomery Cliff to Richard Rogers, told through the perspective of twenty-four-year-old Sidney Lumet. Oh, Sidney! You know he directed me in a movie in nineteen fifty-nine, a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, that kind of woman. We shot it on Long Beach, Long oh, Island, and yeah. Central Park. Yeah. yeah, I was nineteen at the time. Sophia was twenty-six, and I—that's when I first met Tab Hunter, and we became friends forever. Until Tab passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sidney Lumet I'm, was... I, I, he he was... was what? I'm sorry. Go, go, go. He was a great director. Uh, he was a great director. Uh, and when when I was when I lived in New York, uh, back and forth, I was one of those like, bi-coastal people. Um, it's a very intimate community, as you well know. If you're well, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, and, I know, born and raised. Yeah. You'd go into a bar and, you know, Mike Nichols would be in there chatting with uh, Sidney Lumet. And, and Logan really was the one in 79 I met him at Albert Hayes house. And I bet you know who he was. He was a composer. Do you know um, Albert Hayes? Who? Albert Hayes. Albert, no, maybe the name Hayes. Albert Hayes. He maybe played, he, played, he also maybe. played the music teacher in the original movie Fame. Oh, okay. I know what that he is. Was a I, he wrote Redhead with Gwen Verdon. 
He worked okay, for him okay, with okay. I, I know. I don't know him, but I know of him. Why is my camera on? I'm driving me nuts here. No, you're Not fine. You're, you're fine. good. You're good. Okay. Well, if I look at am I am I looking at you or how's this? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just not technically good. No, you're doing good. You look good. Everything is fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But as long as I'm famous, literally, uh, I wrote a, a, a little bit of Sidney uh, Lumet had a relationship with Montgomery Clift for three months in uh, 1948, and he told me advice. He said, "Don't write about him until I'm dead." So I did. Waiting, and it's a big part of the movie uh, in in our movie. Well, he had a, he had Sydney had a problem with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. Sophia was very against Tab Hunter playing the romantic lead because he was so much younger than looking than she. She prefers older men. So when they had a love scene on the on the railroad train, we had a lot of problem with that because Sophia just couldn't warm up to Tab Hunter no matter what she did. She had to really work hard on kissing him and making believe that she was so in love with him that she traveled the railroad to New York. You know, anyway, it was it was difficult. And I know that when she wrote her book, the last book, she didn't mention anything about that kind of woman or Tab Hunter. So I think she still was unhappy with the film. And the fact that I think maybe the fact that he was gay was a little disconcerting to her also, uh, because I think she had just found out that Cary Grant, Cary Grant was gay. That was that was then Montgomery Cliff was Elizabeth Taylor's dearest and wonderful friend. Um, she spoke very highly of him whenever his name came up in conversation. She her name comes up. Her she, name comes up in our movie in conversation. She, Montgomery Clift. She, she adored him. She adored Monty. So we should tell she it. called him Monty, and she adored Monty. So you guys, the name of the film we're talking about is "Long as I'm Famous." Uh, and then yeah. the like tagline is real secrets of the golden age. You can go to stonypointentertainment.com to see it. It stars Michael Pere, who's a friend of Ron's. Oh, Michael, Michael. I haven't da seen Michael in 30 years. How's da he doing? Hang on, hang on, hang on. David Chokachi, who's also uh, um, is also uh, is also in Last Call in the Doghouse, the other film we spoke about. He plays Gene Tunney. Is that how you pronounce his name? Tunney? T-U-N-N-E-Y? Tunney. Oh, there's Gene Tunney and there's Gene Turney. He plays Gene Tunney. Yeah, that's the male. Gene Turney is the female from Laura. All right. Eric Lutz plays Richard Rogers. And the guy who plays Montgomery Clift, I had never seen before. And he's gorgeous. His name is Gavin Adams. And, uh, he's great. and then Tracy, yeah, Nel he's Tracy Nelson and Aaron Fors. Um, there's other people, too, but those are the names I recognize. Can I see this movie tonight on my TV? Yeah. It's on the website. com. Jimmy does that. I don't know how to do it. We have this like television the size of the uh, size of our house. You go to stonypointentertainment.com and just click. It's there. Okay, I want to see this movie tonight, Jimmy. Okay. We'll have it. this with dinner. I think you'll enjoy it, Ron. I will. I will because it's a people I I don't know uh, Montgomery Cliff, but I know a lot about him from Elizabeth because I knew Elizabeth Taylor pretty well. We both were working for Elizabeth Taylor Foundation for AIDS research for years, and um, well, my casting of that part, the, the kid who played uh, Gavin, who played Monty, was so much like him that he was almost not monotone, but. Monty was very shy in real life. 
almost integrated. And yes. and the, the actor that plays him nailed him, like nailed him. And uh, it was his first movie. And he was great. Uh, he looks great in the trailer. And you guys can, you can go to Stony Entertainment. There are one love scene. Yeah, stonypointentertainment.com. But there one love scene in the movies between him and Sue Lamette got 21 million hits on YouTube. There and you they're go. just making out. Well, Monty was, Cliff, Montgomery Cliff left Elizabeth Taylor's house for a party. And he didn't get halfway down the road when he was drunk and he hit a pole or a tree, whatever. And... Elizabeth, Elizabeth ran down and Monty was choking to death in the car and she actually put her fingers in his mouth and pulled teeth out because his teeth from the steering wheel got knocked down. Monty was never the same. He was in a movie at the time and they had a lot of problem because the earlier shots, he was gorgeous. And then the after the accident Brilliant. shots, he looked different. Yeah, Rain Tree County. Isn't it Raintree County? Raintree County, yeah. So Monty Cliff was a very tortured homosexual. We know that. Uh, I don't think he liked being gay. I think he wanted to be straight, but he couldn't, of course. And he had difficulty living with it, from according to what I got from friends mm -hmm. that knew him. He, he, he wasn't, you know, I know a lot of gay guys that are, uh, they're gay sexually, but they're not out. And he was one of them. Sad. Right. Very sad. Uh, did you bring that, did, did you bring that up? Their story in the movie is very much like that because he really fell in love with Sid. And Sid was dating a blind woman at the time. And the blind woman was actually into threesomes, which is in the movie too as well. And uh, Clift goes along with it. and uh, But Clift actually really fell in love with... Um, uh, uh, um, Sid Lamet and Sid Lamet didn't want it. He wanted, you know, for him it was just sex. Uh, but they were <laughs> lovers. No, it wasn't sex. It was love, friendship. Because the movie, I'll, I'll give. I don't want to do any spoilers, but it does move ahead for a reunion after his car accident in California, a scene we shot under the Hollywood sign, and it's eight years later. And they're reunited, and you can see Monty's face is all scarred up in our movie. I love well, it. But they're, both, but they're both kids in my movie. You know, they're Monty's twenty nine in, in it, and, and well, man, I think it's twenty six, twenty four. It's a baby. Yeah, twenty four. Well, the, the funny baby. thing. The funny thing about Giant was. Three gay guys were in that movie: Rock Hudson, Monty Cliff, and James Dean. And people just didn't get it. You know, they wouldn't dare expose it. Rock never exposed his gayness. I mean, I used to see him in a, gay, in a gay bar in Hollywood. Huh? Rock Hudson used to go to the La Vian Rose, which was a gay bar in West Hollywood. And I would run into him from time to time. So, hey, go back, though. Go back. What did you say, Bruce? Because you just asked a question. Was Monty, Mark Cumber Cliff was not in Giant, was he? Was Montgomery Cliff in Giant? No, I think Monty Cliff was in Giant. I can look it up but while we're talking. So tell I think, us, though. I think he was. So maybe, how did, I'm, I might be wrong. How did oh, no, you, maybe it was Raintree County. I'm getting them confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where he, they had to yeah. shoot him two different ways. His face, it didn't work, though. His face was such a mess. 
Yeah. He was and, he, and he and he knew it. But you know what? He was brilliant with Olivia de Havilland in The Heiress. I mean, that film I watch over and over again. I adore you're that film. This. You're going to love this movie because he goes back to the actor's studio in our movie and hires Gene Tunney, the boxer, to train him, to toughen him up because William Wyler didn't think he was tough enough to play that part. So in our movie, David Chokichi plays the boxer Gene Tunney, who's a friend of all of Josh Logan, which is true. Lamette and and Cliff spar together, and that's a big that's a big centerpiece of our movie. And Cliff needed to learn to box to play in the airs, even though he doesn't play a boxer in the airs. But Wyler wanted wasn't sure he wanted him because he felt he was not manly enough, tough enough. So, no, he, well, so he was he was he was very soft spoken and very gentle, yeah. and yeah, and but, and his yeah. slight man. He wasn't a big man. He was a slight man. Yeah. So yeah, that that I but no, he was wonderful in the heiress because he played it well. He played that devious, oh, money grabbing jerk well, and she was brilliant in it. When you know she locked that door and he's banging on the door and she goes up the stairs yeah. with the candle what a piece of work that was i mean that freaks me out every time i see it i love i love it so much now so, listen did, wait. wait 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 was did lamette and he have a big age difference five years who lamette and montgomery clift only five years five. difference. yeah five years oh, okay. so how did you meet sydney lamette i met him at a party in 1978, uh, a Christmas party in New York, uh, Albert Haig's house, which was across from the Dakota, right, uh, where John Lennon was shot. Now, it was the year that John Lennon was shot. What was the year that John Lennon was shot? Like, I don't know. But I met John, Around that time. I met, okay, I met Josh at this party, and... Uh, through my friend of mine, Michael Rupert. You know Michael Rupert? Uh, he, he was uh, in the original March of the Falsettos, Falsettos, Sweet Charity Revival, won the Tony. He was in a happy time with Robert Goulet when he was 16 and won a Tony nomination for that. He's a, he's a very good friend. So whenever I go to New York, he'd be my, my tour guide. And I would meet all these luminaries at these parties. I met Josh, and I was a big fan of his because I snuck onto the set of Camelot when they were shooting that out here. I used to sneak onto all the studios. I was like that guy, you know, that kid. And I had a great mother who just dropped me off and just said, go. Go play. And I was, I was everything. So I reminded him of that. Of course, he didn't remember me. But uh, we got into a very long friendship. In fact, uh, when he died, Netta reached out to me and said that Josh left me a ring that Marlon Brando gave him when he directed him in Sayonara. So I have a ring that Marlon Brando had and gave to Josh, and Josh gave to me, which is very moving to me. They're saying so I'm, 1980. I'm 1980. Now, for people out there that don't know who Sid is, uh, he was a director in Hollywood that really directed some of the best films that we have today. His direction was, um, I don't know, it was clear. He was clearly, he clearly directed his stars into letting you know the story without confusion. A lot of directors do a, do a lot of hokey pokey shit and you don't know what the fuck is going on. A Lumet 
film was clear to the point. Am I right? Yeah, he was. He had told me that, and several directors had told me from the, the oldest one that I that I hung around when when hang on was like was William Wyler, and uh, when he when he was uh, doing Funny Girl, I was on the Columbia set watching them shoot. And and then uh, he told me it's most of most of the movie is casting. The directing is casting. You get the right people that are trained. They know what they're doing. And you know, it's like Spencer Tracy would say to young actors: learn your lines and don't bump into the furniture. Exactly. In, in my opinion, in my opinion, you, you can't learn to act. I, I mean, if you listen to me, I could become a viral animal. I don't believe in acting class at all. I think I think acting class is good for scene study. I don't believe in this Meisner stuff where people sit in front of each other and stick their tongues out for twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I think all of it's like if you're, if you're good, I I will not believe for one minute that Adam Jacobs ever took a class where he sits in front of somebody and sticks his fucking tongue out for forty five minutes. Right. He was good because he had it was he was born with that DNA and then he developed it. And you never know that Aladdin fans will not recognize him in this movie because he was born with the gift to be a natural actor. Just like David Chokichi, who you wouldn't believe is like that because they only know him from Baywatch. Right. But he came, right. and did, he came and did as long as I'm famous. And I told him that he had to come rehearse. He didn't even know what the F that meant. He didn't Changes know what to that's I, what Ron says that all the time. I do not believe in acting school. I do not believe because you want to be an actor, you're going to go learn how to act. You're going to be just another page in another boring awesome. book. I was born an actor. My awesome. mother was my mother was an actress in silent movies. I was born in Hollywood world. I learned my craft through life, and I'm a damn good actor, so they tell me. I mostly pay mafia people. You know, I play hoods and tough guys because that's my accent and my persona. Um, I never took a lesson. I never will. I was the opposite. I wanted to be an actor first, more than anything. I sucked. And I worked all the time. I pulled them. I had a cute little look at the right time in the 70s. I tested for happy days. I did it. I was on a wall, like you said. And when I saw myself in dailies, Finally, for my last episode of The Waltons with Richard Thomas, he dragged me to watch the dailies, which were on a big screen in those days. Yeah. It was not on little, little village nonsense. I looked at myself and I went, I'm done. And that was the last time I ever acted. Never, well, never stopped. Hang on, well, I want to go back. You know what? I look at myself on screen and I think, ugh. So I, I know so many actors and actresses, great actors and actresses. Um, Jane Russell who my, was my dearest and best buddy, my sister, Jane would say, oh, she hated herself on screen. She said, she said, sometimes I look like a dyke. She said, too tough. I said, no, you're not. You never look like a dyke. You just look tough. She didn't care for that persona, but they kept pushing that. And Howard Hughes wanted her to be always the tough broad with the sneer. And, you know, she was a gentle Christian woman. She wanted to play parts where she could be motherly. You know, I was a gentle, insecure Jewish man, and it came across when I was working, and I felt that I was bad. Not on stage. On stage, I was fine. But that camera, it was like that alien that came out of John Hurt's chest. 
So hang on, I want to I want to go back. So we were talking about Sidney Lumet. Just so people who are listening, some of the films that he did that people will know. I love the verdict, so I bring that, that one up. Network, Dog Day Afternoon, Murder on the Orient Express, Serpico. Uh, well, I don't know some of the older ones. Love Angry Men. Love Angry Men. Uh, Ron's movie, That Kind of Woman. Um, yeah, so he's, he's he was like a huge, huge director, so meeting him was just super cool, and the fact that he told you stories that you were able to turn into a film. One with him all the time. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was not just once, you know, I mean, I would, when I'd get him to New York, I would just, you know, call him. I never knew. Yeah, I, no cell phones. You're right. I never knew he was romantically involved with Monty. I never knew that. You know, he kept his well, life pretty quiet. Every, but that's what my movie's about. It's about privacy. As long as I'm famous, it's about privacy. Nobody, nobody knew, and nobody cared. It was, it, it was an unimportant subject. Who you slept with? Who cheated on anybody? Everything was private. And in the, in the movie, Josh Logan's wife, Netta Logan, uh, God rest her soul, has an affair with Gene Tunney. True story. Uh, while Josh was off doing the road tour of Mary, uh, Annie, Annie Get Your Gun with Mary Martin. No, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was Mary Martin while Ethel Merman was doing it on Broadway. She hooked up with uh, uh, David Chokichi, <laughs> you know, uh, who plays Gene Tunney. So everything that it. happens in the movie is accurate. Everything. I mean, I wrote the dialogue, obviously. But those relationships are all absolutely true. I love it. Okay. You know, I don't know that if that kind of Hollywood history the, the dead stars would care for. But it is history. It is Hollywood. And people should know it. And I, I think your film is going to be a good film, and, and it's going to say a lot because oh, it's, it's going to show well, what, it show, what it shows the straight world is all you women who were in love with Monty Cliff, you were in love with a gay man. So that <laughs> makes gay men, you know, plus. <laughs> but the, 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 thing was, the thing was is that what I learned from these people is that um, they didn't justify their morality or it was everything was private. That's all. And nobody asked anybody else or cared why. Because when people, whether they cheat or experiment or whatever, there's a reason, and it could be temporary, it could be forever, but uh, this was the way of show business. But hey, li listen, every, every, everybody, everyone... Everyone back in those days was bisexual in old Hollywood. If I ran the list off of all the women from Lana Turner to Hedy Lamar to Rita Hayworth to Marilyn Monroe that all had affairs with women, Joan Crawford, I mean, uh, B B Spring Byington, who everybody loved, the, the, the wonderful mother. They were all dykes. There's a, they, oh, oh, my I mean, God. December's Bride was a lesbian? Yes, I, I, I yes, good. yes. Marjorie Maine was a lesbian. Uh, Greta, Gar Greta Garbo, Tallulah Bankhead. I mean, the list well, of lesbians goes on and on. The list of gay guys goes on and on and on. I mean, it's, a, you know, Hollywood is tremendously gay, but nobody yeah. dared whisper the name of anyone that was. They kept it and, a secret. Especially nobody it was, it was interesting. At least it, it was interesting to the people living it, but it wasn't interesting to anybody else. Remember, there was not then no cell phones. There wasn't TV. There wasn't, you know. It was, yeah, you couldn't catch... 
You couldn't catch somebody on a video. Oh. The only yeah. thing they would say is if somebody got gonorrhea, they'd say to pass it around. Don't go to bed with that one. That one gave gonorrhea to this one. And that's yeah. the only thing that they talked about was getting gonorrhea. Uh, well, Ron, I, I, I remember that from a lot of the Ron, old stars and stories. They Ron, Ron, don't hold back. Just say what's on your mind. What did he say? He said, just say what's on your mind. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if we're going to open the book, let's open the book. I don't do it half ass. You know, if we're going to talk about gay Hollywood, you got the right one here. Because I, I, I know all the gay guys. I mean, I dated a few of them in my youth. And I know what gay Hollywood is. It was tremendous. The directors, the producers, the lighting, the camera. I mean, you're always getting your ass grabbed by somebody on a set. It was always somebody sneaking in the dressing room. The grip was really a metaphor. What? The grip was a metaphor. The grip was a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, you could be dressing in the dressing room. People are sneaking in to look. I mean, it was just uh, poor Clark Abel. I remember somebody told me a story. Hey, hey. No, no not not gay. gay, not gay, not gay. But Clark Gable was being ch changing in in a dressing room or being fitted in a dressing room, and a bunch of people ran in the dressing room to see him in his underwear. I mean, there was just no privacy. You know, people invaded your privacy. I, I have a great Sidney Lumet story that relates to this. Okay, Sidney Lumet invited me to the first screening of Death Trap. Okay, which he did the movie of. With Diane Cannon and Christopher Reeve. You remember that movie? Yes. In the movie, Michael Caine is a, a playwright. Yes. And it's in the movie. And what's revealed, spoiler, close your, if people want to see it, close your ears. After Diane Cannon, the wife is killed. Okay. It's Christopher Reeve, who plays this young protege, gets up covered with blood. And turns out he's in cahoots with Michael Cave, and yep. he plants right on his a kiss, the most gay kiss you could ever see. No one saw it coming. And some of the audience yelled out, oh, no, not Superman, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was supposed to that film was supposed to have been shot out on the, in the Hamptons on Long Island among uh, people people in the business a wonderful film uh i i think it was an early breaker to get people used to the gay scene it was one of the first uh the only thing i resent was most of the movies that back then the the drag queens were murderers and gay people were always punished we were pu severely punished for being gay killed murdered chopped up or whatever now we've changed all of that now you see gay people as Jamie and I are. We're married 10 years and we're quite normal. We don't run around in high heels and we're not nuts. And we're we have just, three dogs and yeah, a fence. And, and I, I have, and <laughs> I, have two, I have two daughters that we see weekly and we just live a normal life. And that's what I, that's the message I want to go out to gate. Well, to the I, have, world. I, have, I, have, I have two gay characters in last call in the Doghouse, And, uh, that's the present day. And, and Adam didn't mention it, which is very classy of him, but in August, we're shooting a follow-up to Last Call in the Doghouse called In Dog We Trust. The oh, cool. Liked, liked the first one so much that he said, let's do another one. So I wrote 
And who will be this, one during COVID? Who and will be who will be the central I, character I of that? Be, I'm sorry. Who will be the central character? Oh, it, has to, it has to be um, dog because the whole premise is the place is called the Dog House. The owner is David Chokerji. His nickname is Dog. What is dog spelled backwards? God. God. Well, God owns this bar, and his sons are Jesus Christ and Moses. Well, uh, and it, Parker it, Stevenson plays Simon. All the characters are 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 have taken over the mortal bodies of present day people, but they are the spirits of God, Jesus Christ, Moses, uh, Saint Matthew. And they're all the owners of the bar. And when people come into this bar that's like Brigadoon, it only arrives where it's needed. It comes in and characters that are at the end of their rope, literally, get an, the ultimate intervention to deal with their shit. I love and it. as they leave, they're cured, and then the bar disappears. I love it. It's a very cool idea. It's a, it's a good concept. Let's see if people don't get offended by it. Because, you know, a lot well, of people... Well, born again, right. I have a born-again Christian sister, and I don't think she'd approve of that. She believes that the Lord should be kept as the Lord never uh, made money on or in a film. She didn't even like the movies that showed Jesus Christ. All the born-agains were against it. They said, you cannot... Oh. You cannot use the Lord to make a dollar. And I thought, for God's sakes, if they haven't used Jesus Christ to make money, everybody be broke. Well, that's my angel. That's my angel. I mean, yeah, Je Jesus Christ has made more money for people than anyone on the planet. I think this movie is going to be awesome. The people in the chat I do. Like, I it. do also because I'm not religious, and I, I, will, I will look at it for its artistic value. Absolutely. It's a it's great concept. Great concept. It's not even revealed. It's very subtle. It gets picked. You don't know at the beginning. Right. But right. The audience starts to pick up. Why are these special people here? You know what I'm saying? They make little references. Yeah, no, I think that, it's brilliant. Brilliant. I just yeah, gave away the concept. You know, I also I think I I also think you put together a really good cast of recognizable faces that yeah. that everybody knows because everybody knows um, and, da David Chokachi and everybody knows Parker Stevenson and lots of people know who Yancey Butler is and I think Adam is is up and coming and he's got his own following you know in the whole Broadway musical world that that brings a whole and, new and, audience and we have to get away from the boring shit that they keep doing over and over and over again it's all the same crappy story you know that at least I, we, have a, we have a new concept just, here well what I'm doing I'm trying to I'm, I hope that we do four of them the next one is going to be a western where the where the uh, the bar lands on the border of north and south oh and cool it has to be used and it's the only place where the enemies can come in and have a drink and not want to kill each other. Okay. That's good. Of, yeah. So that, and then the fourth one is going to be a musical. Oh, then we get to hear Adam sing. Yes. Good. Yes, good. Yes. That that I look yeah. forward to. You get to hear him sing in this one too, though. Oh yeah. He sings yeah. one for the, my baby. Oh right. Yeah. Right. 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 Let me tell you something. As much as you know, it's an interesting story how we cast Adam. You want to hear it? Yes, tell us. Okay. Um, when we went into breakdowns, 
my casting director said, what do you, how do you want me to describe Mo? The character of Mo. I said, well, I'd like an, an Adam Jacobs Aladdin type. And she said, well, why, don't just, why don't we just go after him? I said, well, what I know about him, never met him. I'd seen Aladdin. You know, I saw it in New York and in LA. Never met him. And I said, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Turned out my casting director was very aggressive. And to make a long story short, this idea came out on a Friday. She got the script to his agent Friday night. We read it Saturday and Sunday. On Monday, we talked. The deal was signed on Tuesday. There you go. That's how it should always be. (laughs) He just loved it. it. He he and I clicked. uh, and, and, And when he came out, here, I just that's when I decided to do the came up with the idea for the docu concert because I used to go to Feinstein's a lot out here and in New York. They're always the same shit, you know. Everybody's singing the same stuff, but let's do one where let's get to know the performer. And when you watch it, it's it's not shot like a concert. It's intercut with uh, him on camera talking about his family. You know, he's half Filipino, half Jewish. I mean, he's got a fascinating family history and how his grandfather came to this country. And I mean, it's it, he's, he's too humble. I mean, what people will see in this concert, aside from seeing his talent, you know, as a performer, is, is to see this man that they can relate to, an immigrant, a child of an immigrant. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. I think, I think that's what's most interesting about having worked with Adam and continuing to work with him is because all that is baked into who he is. He doesn't discuss that stuff. Like on set, he was quiet, pretty much very, very formidable, you know? But, so hold on. Uh, let, let me tell everybody. Let me go back to that. Let me go back. So you guys, because we we, we looped our guests uh, and they both worked on a lot of the same things. So Adam Jacobs behind the curtain is what he's talking about. And um, that's where his one night, his one night only performance, uh, where he talks about his like life and his ups and downs, and mixes it with music. Uh, and you can go for all of these things. You can go to stonypointentertainment.com, but you got to know that Stony is spelt with an e, so it's S T O N E Y pointentertainment.com, and then you can actually either rent, buy, or stream Adam Jacobs behind the curtain. You can also. Um, Get As Long As I'm Famous, which is the real secrets of the golden age where we were talking about the homage to the golden age of Broadway during the summer of 1948 with Montgomery Clift. And then in two two weeks, right? You told me two weeks. Yeah, last, you can pre-order it now. You can pre-order it now. Yeah, I know. Yep. B. Cla- B. Claudia already ordered it. And uh, so she with said you 20%, can. 20% discount if you pre-order there you go. 20% discount if you pre-order, you guys. Last Call in the Doghouse. Um, that's the movie uh, with uh, Parker Stevenson, David Chokachi, uh, Yancey Butler, and Adam Jacobs. And that's the one we were talking about before. So he's got three. Bruce has three films. One more time and tell me to shut up if it's an interesting story. He plays a rabbi, right? Uh-huh, he plays he, a rabbi. Mo, who's a young rabbi. And but the, the people that are having problems do flashbacks as to what their problems are. So in this case, Judy Jason, who was into 
Sir with Love. She was the young blonde girl. Now she's in her 70s. She plays a Holocaust survivor who is a child. And it's in our story, she's not dealing with what happened to her. And she wants to die. And so she relives being chased by the Nazis through the woods in Poland in, 19, in 1938. And Adam plays her father. You see what I'm saying? They, yes. they, it's like a rep company. And he's got this, you know, the Jewish star on him. And David Chokachi's daughter plays his daughter. And they're being chased. And he gets shot. And he understood, my point is, he understood how to play that part without me telling him because he was born, his father was, Jew, was Jewish. He has that in his DNA. That's why I say everything's baked in. You shouldn't, be have, to tell, you shouldn't have to tell an actor how to act. Right? Absolutely. I mean, now, wait a minute. I, I'm a little confused. This is taking place in 1948. No, what? no, no. That's the gay movie. That's the movie. I mean, oh, that's okay, okay. Because I was going to say, no, I was going to say the the war was over, and that's 40. The, as long as I'm famous takes place in 1948. Right. Yeah, I know. I was going to say because the war was over in 45. No, no, no. this my, is last my, call in the doghouse. Yeah, my mistake. My mistake. Which last about. call in the doghouse is is got right. the people who are having the intervention in the bar. They have flashbacks. Right, and right, right. And the story of what motivated their pain of today. And can I, Jesus, can I tell Jesus you, let, yes. me let me tell you a story that you're going to use. You got like two minutes. A friend of mine in Florida is an elderly man who suffered from the Nazis in Nazi Germany. He sleeps in the bed with rails like children rails. And when I went in the room to look, I said to him, why do you have rails on your bed? He said, because I have nightmares still that the Nazis are chasing me and I fall out of bed and hurt myself. So that's a wonderful story. I started to cry when he told me that. I started to cry. You can see it in the trailer, Adam being chased with a little girl. And you can see the Nazi with a rifle shooting them. Horrible. Horrible. I look forward to it. So everybody, everybody listen up. You can go to stonypointentertainment.com. Um, you can pre-order uh, Last Call in the Doghouse. Um, as long as I'm famous and Adam Jacobs behind the curtain are both available right now. You can go there to listen to it. Um, follow Bruce on Instagram. He's at underscore uh, at Broadwood, Broadwood underscore media. And um, we want to thank Barry Rogers, publicist, for introducing yes. us to both you and Adam uh, to get us on the oh, show. Yeah, he's he's he fabulous. So, Barry, thank you so much. And we want to thank you for uh, coming on the show, sharing everything. We look forward to watching the films. Tonight, tonight we're going to watch your movie. with I, I, am so, I am so honored that you guys wanted to talk to me. I was so nervous. Get, get out of here, uh, nervous and honored. Please. Well, we're well, we're, we're well, just regular guys like you. No big deal. In general, it's like I don't like talking about myself, even though you think I do. <laughs> no, you're, listen, you're, you're here to talk about yourself. What are we going to talk about? Your sister's ass? Adam, let's talk about Adam. Let's talk about Adam. No. Talk about David no, we did Adam already. The first, the first half we did Adam. David this, this is your David half. Looks, David Chokichi still serves almost every day. He looks, he emerges out of the ocean in, in as long as I'm famous. Actually, hold on. 
Right. Because we, exactly because we, we have to go because we're out of time. But Bruce is coming to Clown Motel, too. I invited him. To oh, my premiere. God. To that wonderful and, Academy uh, Award And we're going to see if we can get David Chokachi to come, too. <laughs> get ready for oh, an yeah, evening. Barry's, get re- get ready. <laughs> yes. Barry's bringing us all. So, Bruce, <laughs> thank you so much. Barry, thank, thank you. you. Everybody thank in you the chat room, thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye, you, everybody. You. See you soon. Yeah, See you guys next week. I, I, you, were, you, were very, you were very informative, and I love what you wrote and did and filmed. And, and I learned more from you, which is amazing. We're yeah, going we're, we're to watch All right, you guys. It. Well, listen, I'll let you know when I see you what, what I thought of your film. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Bye chat now. room. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye, Bruce. Jimmy. Yeah, this is MTL3. I'm Ozzy.